Hey, you're listening to Blue Jean Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Jean Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com. Don't worry, Uncle Dave, I got a timer up here. Now, before we get started, though, I hope you know that Bob made a mistake when he prayed for God to intensify his spirit before you gave me a microphone. All right. Permission to, permission to speak freely for a sec? You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. Yes, it's true, Jesus. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to Yes, it's true, Jesus. Now, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy? Hey, come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. We go through. Okay, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to stay to my sermon. All right. (laughs) At least for a little while. Now, I kind of freaked out a little bit um, the other day when I was listening to Bob's sermon from uh, from last week because I realized he stole all of my scriptures. (laughs) But then I realized that, 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 what God placed on my heart for this morning matches and builds off of where Bob was in a, in a cool way. Now, obviously, last week, uh, Bob laid it down on us about how God has a purpose and a vision for each and every one of our lives. And that while we're in it, we need to seek him for that and to find the next, you know, he'll guide our steps and we need to seek him. And that that applies also for us as a church. Today I want to talk about and, 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 and speak on God's perfection. Not the perfection of his word, which is perfect. Not his own perfection, because he is perfect, but his perfection for each and every one of our lives. Now some of God's greatest hits talk about this. You know what I'm talking about, Dane? Greatest hits. You know those ones where, like, you hear it and every time it comes on the radio, you kind of go nuts? We have scriptures like that. And, and, and most of them, we, we hear early on in a walk because they have so much power to them. He knows the plans he has for each and every one of us, right? Plans to prosper us, not to harm us. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. But now turn with me to Psalm number 18. 
<laughs> I like having a microphone. Now, I want, you to, I want you to pay attention closely, and if you do have a Bible in front of you, I encourage you to, to open it up. Because this one verse that we read, after McCain, you can, after this, you can go to sleep, okay? All we need is one verse. If you hear this one verse in the next 30 seconds, you can zone out the rest of my sermon and go home full. Because this one word is more important than anything I could say. I encourage you to take this verse home and memorize it and eat it. I didn't even tell you what verse yet, though, because I need to turn in my Bible. One second. All right, turn with me to verse 30. I'm going to read it out of the NIV. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. I'm going to read that first part again. As for God, his way is perfect. (laughs) If you take that home, and you have that memorized as the word of God as truth, that his way is perfect, you'll be able to rely on that at every moment of your life. But I like, um, uh, is, your name's Mary, right? Okay, nice to meet you. Awesome job this morning. When Mary at the beginning said, let's get some testimonies, that's what we're going to do today. Let's dive in and find out what the perfection of God's plan for each and every one of our lives looks like. And in order to do that, we're going we're gonna to get some testimonies from our old school friends. Okay, let's turn to Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we could point to many figures whose plan, God's plan for their lives was perfect. Let's look for a second at, at Joseph. Joseph, at the end of his life, was able to look back and say, just like Bob reminded us last week, that Maybe his brothers or other people intended to harm him, but God intended it all for good. In other words, Joseph was able at the end of his life to say, your plan for me was perfect. But okay, somebody tell me something that that plan included. The pit. Somebody said the pit. God got thrown into a pit. What else? What else did, what else did that perfect plan for his life include? Prison, okay. What else we got? Jail, okay. We got all kinds of crazy stuff occurring in this man's life. But at the end of it, he's able to look back over it all and say this was perfect. Because he saw God's purpose and plan play out in his life. What about, let's look at Moses real quick. The weirdest revelation, one of them that I had, was... That it, the word says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. That the 10 plagues that happened, they happened because God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Think about that for a second. So that when they went into the, the wilderness, the Israelites would have seen 
miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle to be encouraged. Can I get a shout out from the ladies in the house? How about we look at our friend Esther, who got put directly in place so that they could say to her, who knows that it wasn't for such a time as this that you were brought into the kingdom. The perfect plan that God had for Esther saved the Israelites from a genocide. Now let's turn to our boy Peter, okay? And, and Kinesius, if you're watching this, give you a shout out. He's a little bit, he's like my Peter. What's up, Mark? Okay. Now this guy, let's look at, let's look at, now, now I empathize with Peter sometimes because this guy, this guy was kind of a loose cannon. We all love him. He chopped a dude's ear off. Can we talk about that for a second? Straight up chopped a dude's ear off. And what did he do after that? Disowned Jesus three times. And after he chops the guy's ear off, after he disowns Jesus three times, and Jesus is crucified, what does he do? He goes back to fishing. At that point, do you think, what, how do you, what do you think Peter's, where do you think Peter's head was at? might have been in shame. It might have been in embarrassment. It might have been in uh, 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 self-hatred. We don't know. But now three times he disowned Jesus. And three times Jesus commissioned him afterwards when he came back. And three times gave him his purpose and his mission. And as we all know, leader then be, uh, Peter became the leader of the, of the early church. Think about that's God's perfection. Think about the symmetry of that. What about our brother Paul? Let's, let's, turn, to, let's turn to Paul for a second. Okay. Now, Paul writes in, in the letter to the, Ro to the Romans that his life goal, that he was, had this burning desire to go visit and minister in Rome. Did he ever do it? Yes, twice. And he went and did it. But what, what did his journey look like while he was doing it? It involved uh, him getting arrested. It involved him being accused. It involved him being uh, uh, put on a boat and, and sent as a prisoner. It involved that boat getting smashed in a storm. It involved him floating uh, on, on pieces of shipwreck to the water. And you know what happened when he, got, when he got on land? He got bit by a snake. Kind of like those fire ants got me the other day. But when he got to Rome, he saw the most amazing elements of his ministry break out and break out and break out. He saw people come to receive Jesus Christ and in a two-year period wrote our books of Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And so he could look back on his life and say that God's plan for him was perfect. Despite the snake bite, despite the broken ship, despite the storm, despite it all, And what about if we look at our own lives? 
If we look at our own lives, can we see, like these characters from, from, from Scripture, God's perfect plan for our lives? It's one thing when, when, when like Bob talked about last week, we receive a vision or plan or clarity about our purpose. But what about when, when these things happen? I can hear somebody out there saying, well, what do you say, preacher, when I don't see that plan and God's perfection for my life? My message is simple. It is. God's plan for your life is perfect. It doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what we're seeing around us. And the reason that I know that is because the word of God is true. Somebody read me back Psalm 18 verse 30. I heard it. Say it a little bit louder. Somebody got me in that back corner. He is perfect. He's perfect. And if the word of God, it's it's one of the great revelations that, yes, we want to be honest with God about how we're feeling. We want to to be transparent with God if we're frustrated, like like they did in the Psalms. They, They serve as a model for us of being honest and transparent with God. But at a certain point, we have to say that if our eyes are telling us one thing and the word of God is telling us something else, one of these two things is lying. And it's not the word of God, which is the truth. And so if we're seeing something or feeling something and the word of God contradicts it, the word of God is the truth, not what we see. And that's why in the middle of a shipwreck, we can say, God, your plan for me is perfect. As for you, your way is perfect. And this is, all, this is why the psalmists talk about putting their hope in the word of God. That God's word is a rock for us. That God's word is, if we put our hope in it, we see fruit from it. Because it's the truth and can help us through any, any part of any storm. This is also why it's important that we don't walk alone. Because each and every one of us goes through a point in our lives where we struggle to see God's perfection in the plan that he has for us. And that's why I stand up here and I, I preach and everybody, I know all of you are like, oh, he believes it fully for his own life. That's why I need Robert to slap me upside the face sometimes and say, dude, I see it, even if you don't. That's why we need people around us who can encourage us and who in our moments of despair, in our moments of lacking direction, they can speak encouragement. I have one friend who every time that I tell him, call him up and start complaining, he starts laughing at me. It's kind of mean. But every time I hear him laughing, I say, hey, if it's from his perspective, it's okay. And it's okay for my, I sh- it's okay for me too. It's very reassuring to me. Are we going to 
view God's word through our circumstances or are we going to view our circumstances through God's word? Which is our lens? Which is the way that we understand? Which is the way that we, we gather up truth? It has to be through the word of God. It has to be. Okay, it's not always easy when we go through those moments, even if we have, you know, even after my, even after I've recited the scripture, even after Robert slapped me in the head and told me that I'm okay, even after Roger started laughing at me, okay, in a positive way, okay, as encouragement, there's still, it, it, it takes something for us to be able to walk out our journey and our path. And I think the key word for that There are many words that go with it. It takes faith. It takes trust. Somebody told me one time uh, the difference between faith and trust. They said, if you're standing on a a cliff and there's a shaky bridge going out across, you can have faith that the bridge can hold you, but trusting is actually walking across the bridge. It takes faith and it takes trust, but it also takes perseverance or endurance But I love, I love this system God has created for us. Because can I tell you something? This is one of your scriptures. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. That word that I just said as, as, as forbearance sometimes is translated as long-suffering or patience. It might, be in, it might be described as endurance and perseverance. In other words, when we are going and facing struggle, it doesn't have to come from us. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells inside of each of us. And so if I'm walking in perseverance and endurance, it doesn't have anything to do with me, but it has to do with the Holy Spirit. I heard, I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, that means that, that if we have the Holy Spirit, we can't not walk with endurance if we rely on the Holy Spirit. I love God's system for our lives. I love God's system for our lives. We can look back even in moments like the psalmist said in Psalm 119, verse 71. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn his decrees. For me, Bob said that I got saved during my time in Selma. It's totally true. I had to get broken down so that I had to rely on something and rely on scriptures and rely on the word of God. And relying on that stuff, I had to get broken down to a point where I couldn't rely on me anymore. And we can look back on every season of our lives and say it was good for us to be afflicted if we had trouble during that time because it teaches us to learn and rely on his decrees. Let's do, let's do, let's do this again, though, real quick. I like this little game. We come up with little games sometimes. That scripture that I just talked about said that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Let's stop for a second. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
Are you happy? What a beautiful system. In the midst of having, if, while we walk in all of this craziness in our lives, we can have love, we can have joy, we can have peace. Hallelujah! We can walk in the middle of that stuff. We can do, you remember, you remember that old song they used to do? This is how I fight my battles. And they used to walk around, they used to like be like punching stuff. We can fight with love and joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go back up. And so I didn't come here to, 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 to preach long to you. I didn't come here to do any of that stuff. I got you covered. Okay? What I want you to take away from this message is very, very, very simple which is that God's plan for your life is perfect. Regardless of how you feel, it's perfect. Regardless of what you see, it's perfect. Regardless of what your mama or your daddy told you, it's perfect. Regardless of whether the person who just cussed you out at family dollar says, it's perfect. And if we know that, we can walk forward in peace, knowing that every hiccup doesn't change God's plan for our lives. My message was very simple. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, God, let it sink into our hearts. I pray, Lord, that, that your, your word, we will embrace it, we will pick it up, and we will fight with it in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the perfect plan you have for each of us. We thank you for all this stuff, even when we don't see it, Lord, that, God, you have known it from since we were born, before we were born, when you created us, God. We thank you that you've had a perfect plan for us. I pray for hope and faith to rise up in our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that, Lord, we'll walk on this journey, not grumbling, not frustrated, but, Lord, I pray that we will walk forth with joy, with, with a smile on our face, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.